are listening to On Manorama Startup Launcher podcast a show for passionate individuals looking to turn their ideas into successful businesses This podcast will cover everything you need to know about launching your startup and feature some interviews with executives entrepreneurs and industry experts who are making significant impacts in the business and digital world My name is Adra Mathav I am the assistant producer here at On Manorama For this episode we sat down with Mr Srijit Srikumar who is the founder and CEO of Indian apparel startup company Giacca and Abito Sartoriale Fashion Here is what we talked about Welcome Mr Srijit Thank you Adira So it was in 2020 when the world was reeling from pandemic induced lockdowns that you launched your apparel startup which is now recording multi crore turnover Can you share with us the experience of launching a startup at a time when so many businesses were shutting down? I got introduced uh, to the field of apparel and fashion um, and I started my career in 2008. So if you remember 2008 was a year of global recession and soon after that I started thinking about uh, how businesses got impacted by uh, the recession then. And then over a period of time I've been uh, thinking about the same thing. I started believing that the current way of working the way how these business fashion businesses precisely operated was getting redundant so they operated uh, very much in advance almost a year in advance seasonal models spring summer autumn winter etc and this ends up in cre- uh, building up inventory you know you create inventory expecting that the market will do good but there was no plan b if market goes bad or if a pandemic like you know covid comes in so when covid came in so this was uh, on the back of my head and i started believing the model had to change for a lot of business the model didn't change because the switching cost was very high and when covid came in all of these businesses were caught off guard they were sitting with huge inventory there was plan of production factories uh, there was inventory at different you know stages in fabric form in finished garment form etc and it impacted the entire supply chain all of a sudden because they didn't know what to do with inventory so having said that we thought it was the right time to enter the market because we had done a lot of background you know eliminating the seasonal models uh, uh, sharper supply chain etc so when businesses were caught off guard and the switching costs were high we thought it's the right time to enter the market and we got the advantage of of u- using brilliant factories because usually for a startup when you approach a, you know a brilliant factory which is a class 1 facility they don't entertain because usually they are flooded with orders of big companies so we got these advantages and because of that we were able to create world class products usually uh, it doesn't happen in in a regular scenario so that's the advantage which we got and then with our supply chain model and with how we are going to address a lot of our primary customers uh, in b2b we got easy breakthrough in the business so in a way covid helped us so srijit you had mentioned in earlier interviews about how you chose fashion against your family's wishes because they wanted you to become a doctor what inspired you to travel from the world of suture needles to the world of sewing needles like any other 12th standard student i studied in kollam a small town in kerala there has been career guidance session towards 12th standard and i have been uh, preparing for medical entrance because at that point of time this was in 2004 at that point of time we didn't have and coming from kollam lot of us didn't have an idea of fashion as a career 
and so they spoke to me about NAFT as a college run by the central government etc so uh, while giving uh, my medical entrances i also gave entrance for this one NAFT without any preparation and when the results came the first round of results i was through and while going to give that entrance i figured out oh this is not a small thing because i have seen kids coming with preparation then i realized that there are entrance coaching centers for nft as well and then when the results came in that is when like any other boy coming from kollam i wanted to get out of kollam for that matter nft didn't even have a center in kerala so i wanted to get out of kerala like explore the world and probably you know enjoy life so that was the usual uh, you know uh, mental state uh, kids of that age would be in. so that was the prime idea and like how you mentioned in the question suture needles and sewing needles so this is more about execution but when, once i before this execution let's uh, look at a doctor if before he performs a surgery there is tremendous amount of you know research studies planning which needs to be done so once i got into college i started enjoying the process so even if you look at you know indian apparel see design or fashion as a hobby in kollam uh, then but the process is tremendous if you, even if you look at india you know you move from punjab to kerala or to madhya pradesh everything changes body type changes you know taste preferences color everything changes so there is tremendous amount of research planning etc which goes into this which makes so i started enjoying the process even till date i enjoy the process i don't look at the result So you launched the Kochi based menswear brand Giaka and Abito Sartorial Fashion after a career at Raymond. Can you describe your brand's mission and values? How does your company differentiate itself from competitors in the market? We aim to be a global men's lifestyle experience retailer. We also believe that profit, you know, premium shouldn't come at shouldn't cost a premium. So that's the thought process which we bring in. Our values are very simple. humane because we believe in people it starts from consumers as well as people who are associated with us and people who are a part of team as well so at all point of time we respect them and we believe sincerely believe that our vision without people just remains a vision on paper and how do we differentiate from competitors so if we create a product product is something which can be copied easily so our differentiator lies like how i said in the first point first question our differentiator lies uh, lies in the process the entire supply chain and the people process which cannot be easily replicated what was your experience of building and growing a startup in kerala what government measures did you find to be the most helpful and what all need further improvement so uh, ever since i started uh, studying fashion i've been away from kerala so past 20 years i've lived out of kerala and i moved back to kerala when i started this business now let me give you an example when we uh, for example we are starting a new college in a small town an educational system in a small town where, where there is nothing the moment you start a college you you realize that after a point of time there is a stationery shop there is a bookshop there are hostel facilities there are you know other businesses which comes around this college to create an ecosystem so likewise kerala being a front runner have created a beautiful ecosystem years back it was bangalore because bangalore everyone was you know every startup wanted to be in bangalore because there was this ecosystem built there was access to investors there was access to 
you know, uh, clubs, there were access to mentors. Kerala realized this potential long back and started this ecosystem. Now, if I look at, I'll give example of Kollam. If I go to, you know, rural areas of Kollam and I ask them, what is this? And they wouldn't know. But the moment I say startup, everyone understands this. So when the entire ecosystem is set, it becomes very easy to thrive in that ecosystem because everything is favoring you. Now, the other reason why it has become easy in Kerala because Kerala as a state, there have been a lot of primary policies in taxing ages. If you look at educational systems, if you look at health systems, this has been intact. So when something new comes up, startup comes up, when there are policies for startup, adaptation becomes very easy. Then uh, people like me, reverse migration happens. Then all these primary policies plus startup ecosystem makes reverse migration much easier. And also to get talents into Kerala. And Kerala as a place have always been, uh, you know, blessed with talents who have been waiting for opportunities. For example, if you look at the case of apparel and fashion, there have not been enough opportunities coming to Kerala. But there have been enough of talents waiting for those opportunities. And you get those talents, you give them opportunities, the results are brilliant. And so, like, what do you think needs further improvement? If you can suggest two or three ideas. Currently, we've been seeing a wave of startup. And, you know, one part which I've been finding very interesting was there is this game of valuation and creating value. If you look at youngsters, everyone wants to startup build a startup but then there is this rush behind you know the game of valuation creating obnoxious valuation getting investors on board investors are the first step of a business to create something which is sustainable and creating value out of it which involves a lot of patience you know process building etc and also we've seen a lot of cases recently we've been discussing the ecosystem has been discussing with valuation, there should be a focus on profitability, fundamental business values. So that is along with we should be able to imbibe, startup ecosystem should be able to imbibe this value system creating sustainable businesses out of Kerala. That is when we will be able to have proud, you know, multi-million dollar businesses even thriving 25, 30 years or 100 years or so on. So that is one part. And then second part is uh, there have been a lot of influences on future tech, etc. But simultaneously, there have been fundamentally strong traditional businesses which needs these startups working to infuse technology to take them to the next level. So we need focus on those as well. Okay. And uh, Gen C is quite vocal about sustainable fashion and greenwashing on social media. So how does your brand approach and prioritize sustainability in its production and operations? I was expecting this question. So very, uh, very interestingly, you said sustainable fashion and greenwashing. Let me start with greenwashing. Greenwashing, when you emphasize on sustainable, you know, products which you are doing just to cover up the other parts. Sustainability makes sense only if you are doing it 100%. Imagine sitting in an AZ office room and talking about sustainability. Or as fast fashion, if you go to any fast fashion brands, you'll see a corner of that store with, you know, call out saying sustainable. Only a part of that brand is sustainable. Does this make sense? Absolutely not. 
we can uh, you know create products and call it sustainable but the fact is that there needs for transparency to be there in the entire supply chain starting from how it is procured what all processes does it come through working conditions etc etc right now we are not in a stage to bring transparency into the system so we will not say that our product will be 100% sustainable etc etc i'll stay away from that but having said that we as a business believe in creating high quality products and over a period of time we are rigid on our policies we have not been discounting any of our products we did not have excess inventory at any point of time where even we have to push inventory to the market so we are not making people buy unnecessarily by giving offers you know buy to get three free or else 40% off we are making products which are built to last which stays for a longer period of time that reduces consumption so in a way that is the way we are looking at contributing to sustain so what are the top 3 habits that you think a startup founder must build to survive in this business ecosystem i'll st- start with an example and one word live the word is live so i have a kid a 4 year old and we plan everything for the kid right uh, the moment he is born okay uh, then we think of giving him the best of the education etc in the process we also know that we cannot do everything by ourselves right that is why we went to send him to a school we send him to football coaching etc etc right and we trust the people who are doing this the school we trust and then we also enjoy the process we listen to the kid we take feedbacks from him okay? and we are always aware of what is happening with him right and also in due course when he grows up he'll have his interest he'll take and our role is to support him in same way businesses are like kids you will not know everything you will need to trust people to do their job the moment you start doing everything goes for a toss and also you need to enjoy the process in our case we at no point of time we are bothered about sales we are in the constant process of you know the constant effort of enjoying the process and building improvising so we enjoy the process sale has to be a by product of this so all i'm saying is live it you shouldn't get bored with doing over and over again so live the process look listen learn you shouldn't stop learn in the entire process and a lot of people doesn't say about this enjoy being a uh, you know entrepreneurs enjoy small bits there is nothing like you know you don't have enough time to enjoy your small hobbies or spending time with your family taking care of your health if you don't enjoy all of this if you don't have a good personal life you will not be able to do 100% to what you're doing at work so live the process live enjoy it so i get the feeling that you are against the whole new hustle culture and the that is getting popular these days which is great i mean we need more entrepreneurs which have a good you know outward looking towards work life balance that's great no it's it's very simple imagine you have to go to work tomorrow and people say i am not in the right mind frame or i am not in the right mood and you are being forced to come to office and work imagine the kind of output which we get does it make 
justice or does it make sense better take break and come work you will be able to you know give brilliant uh, results in 2 hours so that's all what i'm vouching for <laughs> i get that uh, so uh, let me ask you this what is the most valuable advice you have ever received and how did it help you to chase your dreams i i keep getting advices got a lot of them when i was switching from uh, medical uh, to fashion people were like fashion tailoring take medical be a doctor it's respected so leaving those advices and listening to my dad so uh, two of the best advices come from my dad you own up to your decisions there is a difference between defending and owning up so the moment you own up the people who are a part of you who are associated they'll also start owning up which is brilliant second is while uh, i started going to college started studying fashion and all and my dad asked me what is this fashion design and then i used jargons etc to make him understand then he said keep it simple something uh, you know which i can understand so keeping it simple is very difficult that's what i have realized so i try to keep things very simple and straightforward and the last which resonated with me a lot one of my imb professors his name is professor malay bhattacharya he was teaching uh, probability and statistics so he asked this question what is the probability of your existence then i didn't have an answer or else or none of us had an answer then he said in the solar system milky way is a galaxy and in that galaxy sun is a star and you know millions of stars sun is a star then you have earth and millions of people by uh, you know uh, calculation the probability of our existence is 0.00001 which means that we don't exist then his next question was how do you make your existence worthwhile and the answer was be nice and be kind to people so why follow all of this throughout and i think this has impacted me a lot awesome and i would also like to ask like the world of startups demand a lot of innovation right so can you say what are the tips you follow or can you share some tips for our young entrepreneurs to stay on top of the industry changes and developments i come um, i'm working with a parallel startup uh, like i have an apparel startup advice is don't just follow or look at your industry look at everything around read about everything around what is happening because if you think you know something which is happening for example petrol or diesel costs it will not impact you everything in the entire ecosystem will impact you so the minutest of the details will affect you so keeping your eyes and you know mind open ears open that itself will keep you on the top of everything it'll give you ideas where to change what is going to happen you'll have pre reads of everything starting from design um, college i've been uh, hearing about you need to innovate you need to come up with something out of the world every time i also want to say that you are not machines every time you cannot innovate and create something out of the world all you need to do is improvise for example improve on something which is already existing give a better solution so rather than hunting and you know using your brain all the time to create something out of the world keep on improvising of a lot of things which are already existing that is how lifestyle gets better right sure that, that's really true we can always perfect something that already exists that's true so let me ask you a topic that's there on everybody's mind 
right now at least <laughs> since the recession cloud is looming over the post covid global economy what advice would you give budding entrepreneurs to stay afloat during you know unexpected fluctuations in business plans like i said uh, one of the important aspect is be aware not beware be aware of everything uh, like how we say energy doesn't lie if you are involved in the businesses you will get early signals of what is going to happen start acting then don't leave it to the last when you leave it to the last things go out of control and then uh, the most important aspect in the startup scenario stay lean and fit in in businesses also there are certain things which can be controlled by us and there are a lot of things over a period of time which cannot be controlled like you know core functions of business etc etc always stay at least in the initial 10 years of your building businesses stay lean and fit focus on effectiveness and always watch out for early signals and start making adjustments so that you don't pay heavy price that's it srijit thank you so much and that was the end of our conversation Hope all our listeners found this interview session informative. If you have any questions regarding the matters discussed on this podcast, tweet us using hashtag #startuplauncher. In the next episode, we will be talking to the CEO of Van Moto, Mr. Jittu Sugumaran Nair. Thanks for listening to Startup Launcher, hosted by me, Adira Madhav. This podcast is produced by On Manorama with technical production by Idea Brew Studios. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. For more interesting podcasts on news, views and explainers, visit onmanorama.com.